All right, it is uh, 4.15 here on the Blitz 1170. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Colby Daniels. Scott File as well that you just heard there on the two-minute drill. And Anthony Kim, that is a name that I have not heard in years. Twelve to be exact. Gets brought back to the top of the story list here. That he is potentially trying to make a comeback, whether it be with PGA or with Liv. So if I remember correctly about Anthony Kim, former Oklahoma golfer, standout, who was a kind of a badass man. One of the rising stars of the game. Anthony Kim was supposed to be the next big thing. If I remember correctly, that Anthony Kim... When he retired, he took out some sort of insurance policy. Is that correct? Because he had so many injuries that the insurance policy that he took out could earn him $10 million if he retired at the age of 29. And the big question that he had at the time was, hey, I'm 29, so am I retiring from golf for $10 million, or am I going to risk losing $10 million if I decide to keep playing? So uh, he had an insurance policy out on a career-ending injury worth $10 million tax-free, according to sports agency IMG, though some friends close to Anthony Kim claim that it could be even worth even more. Um, quote, it's significantly north of that, not quite 20, but close according to an unnamed source at the time who told Alan Shipnuck, who is writing for SI. Now, Kim had not played on the, on the tour since 2012 due to his injury. If he doesn't return, he could cash in on that policy. And according to this uh, story that's now out from golf.com, guess what's at the uh, source of the negotiations? It's the $10 million plus insurance policy that he has. So he's got to find some way to work through that and we'll see if he does or not uh sources said that are familiar with live negotiations that the league had not initially expressed much interest nor willingness to pay for kim to join the league but as word of his potential return spread key figures like dustin johnson spoke out about kim's potential value so a call from Greg Norman directly to Anthony Kim followed, and the negotiations began in earnest, including a one-year offer that would cover Kim's insurance policy. So they are just willing to hand him $10 million, and he has not played in over a decade, while also allowing him to earn prize money and sponsor deals on top of that. A live spokesperson has declined for comment. Look, at this point, with ways that uh, the interactions between the PGA Tour and Liv have been, and even Rory changing his, his tune on this, I think most of us would just be of the opinion, I don't care where he ends up. I'm just kind of intrigued to see what the hell Anthony Kim looks like from being gone for so long, for crying out loud. Like, how, how, does, this, how does this happen? And we shall see if it ultimately ends up happening or not. But yeah, man, that was a little blast from the past for sure this afternoon. I'm uh, I'm in. I'm and obviously in. locally, there's a huge interest there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, at four nineteen here, with the ACC schedule out, the Big Twelve schedule coming out on Tuesday, there has been made a little bit more 
about the midweek football game. Not just Friday night games, but the midweek football game. Are both of you in favor of the midweek Big 12 game, even if that ultimately includes a few Oklahoma State football games in the middle of the week with the new media schedule and the new media partnership that the Big 12 has in front of them? I mean, if you're not going to the well too many times with one team, then I don't have an issue with it. Okay. Scott? I, I'm i not a big fan of it. Like, to me, college football, and, and maybe I'm just the old purist, but to me, college football is Saturdays. So that's the ultimate question here. With the ever-changing landscape of the college football model, not that it has impacted ratings by any means, no. because people watch this year more than ever before, do we also need to change the way that we think about the sport from a perspective of days? Because what do these ne- who run who runs college football right now? Networks. TV networks. Yeah. What do they want more than anything? What do they need more than anything? Viewership. They need viewership and they need inventory. Well, what what gives them viewership? It's inventory, right? So one of the first things that I think that a lot of us have to do is look around and realize that, okay, with 16 games now in the league, you are in a much different scenario than where you have been here as of late with inventory. And there's a ton of inventory to try to fit into a television window on Saturdays, especially when you're trying to compete against other entities on this. And the calendar plays a role in this, too, because for the first time in forever, virtually every team's going to have not one but two bye weeks that will be instituted. So 2024 is a new, a unique year. Uh, Heartland Sports had this. With Labor Day falling on September 2nd, 2024, FBS teams will be permitted to begin their season on Thursday, August 29th, with most teams kicking off on Saturday, August 31st. So between Labor Day and Thanksgiving weekend, that means there are 14 Saturdays for programs to fit their 12-game schedules into, leaving each team with two-week buys. There are going to be exceptions, though, to the Labor Day rule, with games in Hawaii, week zero games in foreign countries, But the Big 12 schedule, that means there are going to be 14 Saturdays to work with. And we're probably at a point now where not only is there a market because of viewership and how it's increased, but and and this doesn't mean the majority of them by any means because the majority of games should stay on Saturday. We've talked about this. The championship game should be on a Saturday with a more traditional time. I'm, I'm all for that. But I think we've gotten to a place now to where even more so on Friday nights that the weeknight games and the NFL has adopted this are just going to be part of the process moving forward. And especially with ratings on the weeknight games being up compared to where they have been in the past. It, it only makes sense. And here's the other thing, too. To brace everyone for this, what do TV networks typically do? hey, well, why don't we dangle this very important conference game with two of the contenders in front of everyone's face 
to make it easier for everyone to understand what we're trying to do on a weeknight, whether that's a Wednesday or whether that is a Thursday, I have a feeling that we are more than likely going to start seeing more of those matchups. And as much as we want to sit here and make fun of Maction on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, is it really out of the possibility that the Big 12, because of the demand that we have now in covering every time zone, there's no shortage in what the conference can, can provide? Isn't that what Brett Yormark had mentioned? Hey, this is one of the positives about what we have as a conference here. Now we can cover every time zone that we have. So if you're on the West, don't worry, we got you. If you're on the East Coast, don't worry, we got you. I have a feeling we're going to see some Wednesdays and Thursdays with some Big 12 logos slapped up on the television screens, and we should all more than likely get used to the idea because Brett Yormark is the one with a forward thinking enough that looks at this and says, yeah, why can't we make that our thing if you're trying to separate yourself from the other Power 5 schools or the entities like the Big 10 and the SEC, this is a path forward for them that I'm sure that Brett Yormark is wanting to meet head on. Yeah, and again, I, you don't want to make that a regular thing throughout your schedule, but, uh, you know, two max, right, I, I think is is uh, doable. And You wouldn't want to see a Big 12 game every Thursday night or every Friday night? No, I mean in, in terms of individual teams. Just individual teams, okay. Yeah, you All don't right. want, like, one team having, like, four – Thursday games, right? I mean that that I think robs what what Scott was talking about, the essence of of college football being on a Saturday. But like we see in the NFL, right? They have a Thursday night game, they have a Monday night game. You get to the later part of the year, you have Saturday matchups. I mean, um, you know, depending on on holiday weekends, you you may have games on on different days. So I I think that you could absolutely capitalize on on playing these games, but I don't think you want any one program to have to dedicate like several of their their game weekends to a, a weeknight game. So if you're able to spread it out in a yeah. in a realistic way, then I, I think it's it's a good opportunity to I think also give yourself an extra opportunity to to reach more people just simply because you can get so lost on a Saturday depending on who you're playing and what time slot you're in and and who else, you know, might be playing in that same time slot. And think about Think about all the traction Oklahoma State's win over Kansas State had last year when they played on a Friday night. And you can get lost, especially if you're on the ESPN Family Networks, easy on the weekend uh, if your game's been relegated to Big 12 now, like on ESPN Plus, which everyone's had a game that's been thrown on that thing, right? I mean, it's... it's Multiple, th- like yeah. The, the number Some of games several. that get thrown on that, and it it... I'm sorry, it just doesn't have the same feel. I mean, the number of Tulsa games that had just been on ESPN Plus broadcasts, um, I mean, there have been times where it, the announcers aren't even there, like non-pandemic related, that they're, that they're not there, that they're in remotely and trying to call a game that way. It just it does have a very different feel to it when it's on that. But, yeah, you can get lost in the shuffle. That's the one thing that you have to be careful of here. Now, Brett, your mark back last year during Big 12 Media Day said that part of the responsibility of him as a commissioner is the league looking into the possibility of playing more Thursday and Friday midweek games to try to further the exposure of the Big 12 brand. Quote, when you think about the tonnage of college football on air on a Saturday, it provides a lot of opportunity for us to kind of build our profile on a Friday night. So he's 
he's already been saying it. Um, Neil Brown, the West Virginia coach, said that he's a fan of midweek games if we can make it work. We played three midweek games last year. Go back and look at the TV ratings on all of those games. Extremely high. What happens when you play a midweek game is you're only competing against maybe one other team. So, yeah, there's, there's some right. of that there's for sure. There's so much more exposure. Yeah. But the increased inventory is one that is it's just a fact. It just is. An increased inventory means there's going to be more supply and demand on college football playing these midweek games. And the amount of money... That is that a, a conference like the Big 12 is getting paid by ESPN is um, not anywhere even close to what the big dogs like the SEC and the Big Ten are getting. And they're going to get the cream of the crop in, in terms of the television windows anyway, for the most part. So, yeah, you kind of got to take what uh, the networks are willing to give you and willing to play ball with right now. So, um and it's also just understanding where your place is in the sport, right? And having a realistic view of what you're competing against. If you're the SEC, you're not even you're not even debating this, right? It's just a solid no. Like we don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, at all. And even individual programs within conferences have kind right. of been able to flex their muscle a little bit yeah. because what did Ohio State tell the Big Ten? Brother, we are not playing on a Friday night. They flat out told them that. Like, you can go kick rocks. We are not playing on a Friday night. And then, you know, so there are tears even within the conference as well that happen on who actually plays on a weeknight and who doesn't. So that's why I'm I'm excited to see what Tuesday's schedule looks like, to see what the Big 12's actual plan is with some of these weeknight games here in 2024. All right, let's take a timeout. It's 4.30 here on the Blitz 1170. When we come back, Colby Daniels will take over the reins. We've got a snack for you coming up at 4.45 today. And also, Dusty Dvorak is back. He will join us in the 5 o'clock hour here on the Blitz 1170 as we stream live on the Blitz 1170 app.